Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Lauren Groff. I began to write this book a few years after we moved to Gainesville, Florida, where we've been for about 12 years. And the first few years, I really lived here kicking and screaming. I did not want to be here. And eventually I started to understand that my more interesting and maybe more complex work comes out of a sense of ambivalence, which is not sort of the wishy-washy sense that I think most people think of when they think of the term ambivalence. It's more like an incredibly powerful series of opposed feelings. So for Florida, the state for Gainesville, I was resentful that I had to live in a place I never wanted to live. I hate the heat, and I'm scared of reptiles. <laughs> and a lot of times it feels as though the flora and fauna both conspire to want to kill you as a human being here in Florida. And yet at the same time, the flora and the fauna is exactly what I love about this place. And so this book began out of a sense of loving the thing that I hated of not really understanding the strangeness of this place. And, you know, I know Florida gets, it's the butt of a lot of jokes, but I love it. I truly, genuinely love it, and I wasn't expecting to do so. Narrating the audiobook was exponentially more difficult than I thought it would be. I think it's partially because you know, you take for granted what actors do because they make it seem easy. And so you think, ah, I could do that. But it's immensely difficult. Just pronunciation is hard. And reading for seven hours a day makes you want to cry. And then seeing your work and seeing the flaws in it, because there's never been a written work that has been perfect you know, seeing that is actually extraordinarily difficult, but I was lucky to have a brilliant producer-director, and we had a really good time, and I had a lot of fun, which I also wasn't expecting. I realized I had trouble pronouncing every single word by the time I was finished with <laughs> the 21 hours in the studio. I actually, at one point, I stopped in the middle because I couldn't figure out how to pronounce the word roof is a word I say almost every day. <laughs> but at a certain point, language becomes strange in the head after you've been stuck in a very small room with your own voice <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> so I had just a really hard time pronouncing everything. And the other thing, too, is in my final story, I had a lot of French in it, which is fine. I'm very comfortable in French. But the problem was it was French embedded in English sentences, and switching registers was extraordinarily difficult. And so, you know, the poor editor of this audiobook is going to be pulling his hair out <laughs> because there are times when I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't say this French word in an English sentence. But it was fun. It ended up being okay. And even if it's not, you know, I hope nobody yells at me. You know, I'm proudest of this whole book. To be honest, this is the book that is the most personal book of the ones that I've written so far. And it has the most of me and my children in it. And actually, some of the things we've actually said, even though it's fiction. 
I'm proud that I was given the opportunity to even do the audiobook, primarily because I felt the things that I felt when I had experienced some of these scenes, again, in this small coffin-like room. And I heard them coming out, and I felt the emotion again. And that was just a gift, to be able to sort of come back through acting, which I've never done before, ever. Uh, no, no, wait. I was a monkey in The Wizard of Oz in middle school. That was my acting experience. But, you know, I was able to come back into these really rich emotional moments through the book that I had written, speaking it out loud into the air for the first time. And that was deeply meaningful. It was something I will take with me forever. If I wasn't going to be reading this audiobook, I would love Greta Gerwig to do it because I think we have a similar voice. I also love her deeply, and I think she is underestimated. She's a brilliant, brilliant person, and people just see this goofy exterior. And as a person who is not as brilliant but who has a goofy exterior, I empathize with her plight. I think she's really smart and wonderful. To be perfectly honest, I've never actually listened to my audiobooks. I'm so, so sorry to say this. But, you know, I actually have a really hard time rereading my own work. And when I hear my work in the voice of someone else, I can see the flaws in it in a way that I wasn't able to see when it was on the page. So I've only actually heard the voices of the actors who have done my audiobooks. I've never actually heard them read my book because I think I might die from shame. But I loved doing this. I loved reading this audiobook of Florida because I felt better able to be in charge of my words and to be in ownership of them in a way. It's like seeing a picture of yourself from 1994 with the terrible hair and like the pimples and the awful, awful sweater. And you just can't change that past you. That's what it feels like to read or hear my own work. I love listening to short stories in the audio format. And I think it's because, you know, a car ride rarely takes 31 hours, right? So, you know, the space of a novel feels really ambitious to listen to in a single ride. But you can listen to a single short story over the course of a somewhat long trip to the beach, right? Or, you know, to your grandmother's house and listen to an entire short story and it feels like a complete thing within itself. And the other thing, too, is there's a great deal of variety. So you can not be digging a single story and you can go on to the next one and it may be in a completely different style, in a different tone and be more appropriate to the treadmill or the car ride with your children in the back, you know, whatever place and location it is that you're listening to it. The last great audiobook I listened to was Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythologies. And I listened to it in a giant car trip with my children from Florida to New Hampshire. It should have been 21 hours. It ended up being 24 hours of driving. And Neil actually read it in his own voice, which is this incredibly charming and beautiful British voice that's, like, very seductive. And the boys knew the stories already because they're giant readers and they love any kind of mythology. 
So my older son was sitting in the back going like, oh, this is the place where Loki does this. And my husband and I just sort of zoned out for six hours at a time until we needed gas or to find our way back to the highway. So that was the best audiobook I've heard in the past year. I do have a favorite library memory. There's a librarian in the very last story of this book based on a person I loved very, very deeply. And there was a thing that happened out of which I think a lot of this book sort of emanated. And he's the secret hidden ghost threaded throughout a lot of the stories in this collection. And reading the stories again made me brush up against his ghost again. And it was a very beautiful feeling. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.